Welcome to Multiply Your Why, a Missio podcast. My name is Andrew Spikes, CEO at Missio. And my name is Alan Dragu, and I'm the Director of Strategy here at Missio. Yeah. Today we're going to talk, and we're going to explore I love it. the topic that uh, we know a little bit about, and that is outsourcing marketing. Yep. Outsourcing yep. your marketing. If you're a business, if you're a faith-driven leader, if you're a church, why do that? And... Um, that's who we work with. That's who we help. That's who we talk to every day. And we're going to explore that whole concept, pros and cons, right? That's what That's, we're going to talk about. Yep, yep. And and let's state the elephant in the room is that we are a marketing company. For sure. Right? And so people have outsourced their marketing to us. Yeah. So naturally, there's going to be a, a bias on the pros of it because we believe there are a lot of pros. But we're going to talk about both sides. We're yeah. going to talk about the pros and we're going to talk about the cons in it. But we're bringing this conversation to the table mostly because you may not realize that this is a thing. Yeah. Like, this is a thing. In fact, one of the stats we were just talking about before we started recording this was uh, a survey by Deloitte showed that 59% of their businesses, 59% of businesses have outsourced their marketing to some extent to a marketing company, whether yeah. it's Maybe it's their graphic design or their emails or their websites or social media or whatever it is. 59% of businesses, um, I like when we talked about that, we were both shocked. I was shocked. But I think about you and I both, before doing what we're doing, yeah. we're leading marketing functions yes. of some type. Yeah. And in both cases, we outsourced yes. some portion. Yes. Like a fraction, a, whole, a large fraction or a small fraction. But part of it was outsourced. Even though we had the chops and the capacity to probably do it in-house for some reason, we just chose to not. That's really interesting. I did not think about that at all. Is that when we were in our professional pre-marketing company Missio days, when we were in our professional uh, arenas, we did both outsource. Yeah. Um, in fact, I outsourced to you a little bit. We did. Uh, we did. I did that. But yeah, I remember I outsourced uh, content creation and I outsourced um, digital advertising through Google Ad Grant. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> You're um, welcome. I, I outsourced almost all of it. Like we, like work, working at a Fortune 50 brand, we still outsourced. Are we allowed to say what brand? Uh, yeah, we can say it. We can say it. I'm just not going to put it like massively on the website. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I got some like NDAs and stuff. Um, and they're pretty hardcore about, you'll see even like the agencies that they work with is sidetrack. The agencies they work with are not allowed to put their brand as a company they work for, really? even as a case study. So if you were to go to, you know, I'm not even gonna mention the agencies, but if you were to go to them, they're not going to mention their brands. Uh, the name and that name is UPS. I did not know that. Yeah. So, so if a marketing company use it or works for UPS, say I'm going to make up, this is not an agency that's done it, but say Wyden and Kennedy, just a big, sure. Yeah. Big agency. Yep. Say Wyden and Kennedy does an ad for UPS, which I think they may have done an ad for UPS in the past. Um, they can't post a case study. They're not going to mention the name UPS. Wow. So, like, if you go to case studies on their website, and they'll, it, what will it say? It will say a Fortune 50 logistics brand. It won't say wow. the, the name UPS. Why? I'm just curious. Um, it's in the <laughs> – it's just a contractual thing. I did not know yeah. that. So they Brand protection <laughs> is a big deal because they don't 
they're a conservative company and they're not going to just put their brand they because they they lose control over their brand as people start to so uh, here's another little tip if you see the ups logo or brand somewhere on a company site they did not get approval for that and you may probably even second guess did they actually work with UPS because wow. if they did work with UPS they would know not to do that I did not know that sidetracked that is so is that that may be one of the things that we talk about because we I mean we have a list of pros and cons yeah a true list of pros and cons of meaningful uh, ideas of why it's good to outsource and why it's not necessarily great to outsource control being one of them I think control being one of them on our list but that I had no idea about yeah, the UPS. Thing. Yeah, it was it's pretty it's pretty crazy. But I going back to that, I we outsourced a lot. We I mean, we had the option and, and certainly discussed other you know options of bringing it in-house. Yeah. Um at the time I was running all of the search engine marketing for UPS and we mm. hired an outside company, but there was there was a point to say, "Hey, do we bring this in-house? Do we just hire people in-house to do it. And for reasons we're about to get into with pros and cons, we didn't. Even though it probably costed us more money to outsource. Really? It was more expensive to outsource. It's cheaper sometimes to bring it in at that level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, at that level, these guys are, it's a lot more money, right? So, um, so yeah, we talked about it, discussed it, and ultimately chose to outsource it for the pros and cons we're going to talk about. But the point is, is that we both have outsourced some portion for yes. for some reason yes and um so yeah so you want to talk about why someone should even contemplate outsourcing or or when yeah when they encounter that question what is that question what are they trying to solve for yeah absolutely and honestly that will lead right well into pros and cons because every each one of us and this is probably what you're thinking is like why would i outsource what is the benefit and what what am I risking to lose in, in both of our situations we have to navigate? Mm -hmm. What is the benefit and what are we looking to lose? I would say um, I'll start off with when I was outsourcing. I worked at a church. I worked at a multi-campus church prior to jumping on the team here at Missio. And I was one of the marketing directors over there. And we had a, we had a team. We had a marketing team and we had a creative team uh, combined about 13 people. But our team outsourced, uh, and the team that I know still there, still outsources a good bit. Mm -hmm. Still outsources a good bit. Um, and the, the major number one factor that we outsourced was time. That was, that was our biggest tension. Uh, and probably still one of the biggest tensions is we didn't have time to personally do all of the things we needed to get done wanted to get done and and time just continued to shrink when it was like oh i got i got called into these meetings or like this thing blew up and i work here and i'm gonna go help handle that and so it felt like we never got the time to go do what we actually needed to get done and so we had to, we had to outsource if yeah. we wanted to get it done yeah and fortunately it, i mean it worked yeah i mean it worked sometimes you have bad experiences but it, but, you know, overall, when you find a great team, company, freelancer, whatever it is, it works. And it solved a lot of problems. So time is certainly, time is certainly a tension and you have to buy time one way or the other. And so the, the, yep. then you say, do I insource or do I outsource? So that's, 
time. I think another tension point is expertise. Yeah. Is right. that is that why you guys outsourced at UPS? Yeah. So, yeah. By and large, that was a yeah. big component of it. Because if you think about it, marketing changes so quickly. And if you want to be really, really good at something, then you have to buy expertise. But because marketing changes so frequently, it's really, really hard to always have expertise at the highest level in-house yeah. knowing that marketing that marketing <clears throat> tactics going to change in a year or two, three years. Uh-huh. Um, so expertise is one of them. Um, the other part with UPS was is expertise locally. So when I was running it internationally, it's 52 countries. I could technically insource and put someone in each of the countries or even in like districts or – I could hire someone who knew that market a lot better than even I knew what to mm. hire for. Mm. So, you know, what does Google and search engine marketing look like in Dubai? What does search engine marketing look like in China? Right. When we look at Baidu and I, I, I couldn't hire, I didn't even know what to look for yeah, yeah. in someone who knew that market. And that so anyway, so expertise is a massive part because you want to get as much depth as possible in that, you know, that subject matter. But knowing that that probably is going to change in a couple of years, it's almost like TikTok. Do I go hire a TikTok expert? And how long does TikTok last? I don't know. I mean, maybe a couple of years, yeah, but yeah. then it changes and then it changes again. And um, so, yeah, expertise was a big part. We should do an episode on TikTok or short form video or something like that. That would be a great, that <laughs> yeah. would be a great idea. We I should do that. If you, if you guys want to see it, I think we'll do it. I think we'll do it. That uh, just created another episode. Just yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll do that. But I do, I agree with the expertise. You know, actually, now that you say it, that that probably is a second, that was definitely a second trigger for me as well. Because when I, uh, you know, another thing that we outsourced was a lot of like digital advertising. Yep. Because when I was in my position, we had content creation like down. Content creation was no problem. We could shoot incredible videos. We could write copy. We could build websites. We can, we can create social media content. We had that thing down when it came to like advertising cost per click, conversion rates, tracking metrics, ROI, all that. Is this ad good? I converted this person for $3. Is that bad? Is that good? Like all of those things. <laughs> You're laughing because this is your expertise. <laughs> but like when it came to digital advertising, we were like, I don't know. I have no idea. Right. And that's like a very common, that's a very common thing where people, and there's tons of people online. If you go on like LinkedIn or YouTube or TikTok for any minute, there's tons of like 60 second videos where people are like, I'll teach you digital advertising in 60 seconds. It ain't true. It's not. This is hard. Yeah. This is hard. And honestly, anything is hard. Anything is hard. But digital marketing whether it's content creation or digital advertising or building a website or whatever, for sure is just like any other skill that you have to go in the woodshed and you have to put in the work and you have to figure it out. So expertise, 100%. Yeah, for sure. Have to, have to figure out what am I not good at? Not how can I do it, but who can, who can do it for me? Yeah. I think a lot of times attentions are different based on the size of the organization too. Right, yep. so a schmedium size organization, eighty to one hundred, eighty to two fifty something. Yeah. yeah, that organization has they 
they have a lot of different things to do and yep. they're not going to be a freaking expert at every single thing at that level. They just need to have sort of a more strategic project management approach. Right. And that's their yep. tension is that it just needs to get done. Mm-hmm. Right. Once you get to another level, you know, me- medium sized business or even a, an enterprise, your tension's different. It's like how I need to think about brand safety. And I don't have that in house. There's no way I'm going to have the legal capacity to do that. And, um, you know, integration with other platforms that I can't get as a single enterprise. But if I go to an agency, they have access to all this technology. So there's there's different things at different levels. So the larger, I'd say another pain point or tension at the larger level is access. Is that you're getting access to different marketing and advertising opportunities that and I'm speaking a lot more on media buying, but you get access to things that you can't get access to on your own. But because they pool, like if you have an agency that has, you know, UPS, Google, Apple, Nike, all on their list, well, they can compile that media spend and get access to a bunch of stuff that you could, as a singular yeah. company, can do. Um, again, that's a totally different level. Yeah. But I think access is another tension point that larger organizations and brands deal with. Well, I think access unlocks a benefit that small, medium, and large organizations can get uh, as a pro from outsourcing, which is scalability and flexibility. So having access to a, a freelancer, a company, at whatever scale your business is, allows you to be really, really flexible because you may have seasons where you really need this thing, but then you need to pivot. Or you may have seasons where you really use that thing. Like let's say you really use digital advertising. It grows your business and you can continue to just use that company to scale with you as opposed to hiring more people, which now you might bottleneck yourself in that where it's like, okay, we, we started doing digital advertising, whatever it is. We started our spend. It grew our business. We went from 50 employees to 80 employees. Now we need more people in marketing. Well, you have scalability and flexibility, hopefully in outsourcing correctly. When you outsource correctly, you can scale with the company and you can and you can be super flexible with what you need from that company, which is really hard to do hiring internally because now you have to find more people, hire more people, yep. train more people, onboard more people, get them into your culture. They got to do all speed. the speed. Yes. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Speed. Speed is a thing. It allows you to be nimble or agile, no matter how big or small you are. And that's just really, really crucial in, in any growth strategy. You just have to be super agile. For sure. So that's a that's definitely a pro that's... You want to jump into the pros and cons? Oh, man, we've been hitting them. Yeah. We've been hitting them. I know. Well, we've talked about tension points. Um, let's, let's list this thing out. There's, there's four pros. Okay. There's four pros, and we've hit a few of them. Yeah. We've hit a few of them. The pros are expertise, which which we've talked about, cost savings, which we have not talked about, mm-hmm. uh, time, that was kind of one that I hit, mm-hmm. and excellence. Mm-hmm. Did we hit excellence? I'm looking at you doing your finger like this. Oh, yeah, dude. yeah. I For number I three. Can't, yeah. I don't have agile fingers. Uh, let's. <laughs> I don't know why we're doing this. <laughs> let's hit cost savings because i feel like something i want to allude to the fact that for ups it was actually more expensive but obviously you guys were solving a different pain point yeah money was not the issue 
Money, <laughs> yeah, money was not the issue. No. And uh, honestly, some people don't have. So when we were outsourcing, when I was uh, when I was working at the church, money was not our issue either. We we didn't mind spending uh, the money to get the right thing done in a certain time frame. So it wasn't an issue. Right. It it genuinely was time, but a lot of the time, money is an issue. Yep. Cost savings is a thing. Can you save money? outsourcing yes you can and that's actually you know it really depends on who you're outsourcing to that's true you know um there's different levels right totally different levels fiverr to freelancer to company to yeah yeah it's it's there are different levels of outsourcing and you know every you know option that you explore to your point if it's upwork or freelance or marketer hire or you know, a company, an agency, a salute, whatever software, there's different options. And every option solves its own pain point. And sometimes if the pain point is cost, there's, there's an option for that. And so, um, yeah, you can certainly save money in outsourcing. Here's a few examples of how, um, when you work with a company as an example, so I'm not talking, you could think of it as a freelancer too, but specifically as a company, if you have two options, you have option A is to go hire one to two people internally yeah. for your marketing company. You know, depending on the job role, you know, it's $60,000 to, I mean, $150,000, yeah, yeah. right? Depending on what it is um, per person. And you guys, there's a lot of sit down benefits, time, benefits, insurance, performance review. I mean, <laughs> Don't get me started on Don't performance started on reviews. Thinking HR. Yeah. Um, but there there is cost there, right? There's you have to pay additional taxes and there's a yeah. bunch of stuff. Um, whereas when you hire when you partner with a company, you're getting a fractional amount of their expertise, but instead of getting one or two people, you can get ten people. And because that's all you 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 really need a couple of dedicated expert hours. Yeah, yeah. For different things for your organization. You don't necessarily because the alternative is to get Susie who's a generalist who's okay at a couple different things or they're you know Susie's awesome at one thing but sucks at something totally different Mm -hmm. and what you really need is you need expert level um you know subject matter expertise in different things and you can get out of the fraction of the cost because you're only buying x amount of time as opposed to someone's 40 hour work week yeah um so it can totally be cheaper um, you can actually get an entire team for less than the cost of one staff member. Yeah. And so if that's the, you know, if that's the pain point there, there it is certainly out there. Yeah. And, and to hit it, to hit that point just slightly further is, uh, there are, there are other tensions with hiring internally when like, say you're trying to solve, I don't know, your, your website management or something. And you're like, I gotta, I gotta hire for website management or something. I cannot tell you how many times uh, I've navigated conversations with people who are like, yeah, we need this. Like they need to manage the website. They build landing pages and all that stuff, but they don't like have even 25 hours a week for them or 40 hours a week for them, but they fabricate. Oh, so now I'm actually going to hire a website manager person and they're going to do our copywriting, (laughs) you know, whatever. Or AV tech. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Something. And they'll fabricate these made up positions yeah of like this content generalist or whatever 
this person ends up doing eight different things on staff. When that person leaves, they're like, oh, I got to find somebody that can do these eight different things. Right. And I'm like, bro, because that's- Because you fabricated them to begin with. It's yeah. exactly right. When you really, you should have just outsourced your website management and, and solved that problem instead of saying, okay, to solve this problem, I'll fit in these six other problems. Yeah into one person because I need to hire a person. So to justify hiring a person and I'm like, well, that doesn't, yeah. that doesn't make any sense. You had one problem. Don't make up eight more to solve, solve the one problem. At least that's my, I don't know. I don't know if that's been your experience and that's not necessarily, you know, at the one place I was at, but just seeing that across the board. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot. That's a, it's definitely a thing more so in churches, mm -hmm. um, probably more than businesses. Businesses have a little bit more of a, I would think, have a little bit more of a handle on it. But, um, but yeah, it's a definitely a thing in the, in the church world. I think the other part about um, cost is, you know, we talked about, um, you know, taxes and, and we talked about, you know, benefits and all these things cost money. There's also an opportunity cost on... I, I, I knocked the performance reviews, but managing people is a thing, yeah. you know, cause so-and-so is going to have a baby and she's going to be out for a long time, which is awesome. So-and-so is going to be yeah. sick, you know, and we care for that person, but there's no backfill to that. Right. And so then the work goes down. And so there are different things within HR costs that as a business owner, I, I see, and I'm like, gosh, could I just outsource that? Dude? <laughs> Uh, trying to outsource our HR right now. <laughs> trying to outsource Does HR. anybody want to do these performance reviews for me? Or oh man, we're gonna do a we'll do a podcast on HR and culture later. Golly. So stay tuned for that. Uh, but he fabricated three more podcasts out of this one. I love it. Uh, so I think yeah. So cost is certainly a thing. Do we hit the other three? We, so we uh, this is great. We we definitely hit expertise. We hit cost. We hit time. Let's tap on excellence for a second before we go to the cons. Okay. Because excellence is a thing. Um, it's a big thing. Yeah, yeah, it's a big thing. It's a big thing. Actually, one of, my, one of my favorite, you guys will probably, I'll reference him a million times on this podcast. I love Seth Godin. Mm -hmm. I love Seth Godin because somehow he could take like this big concept and boil it down really simply. And he talks about the idea of being on the hook. And, and he talks about the importance of putting yourself on the hook. And I think that ties perfectly into excellence because a lot of the times internally, guilty as charged, you'll let yourself off the hook because of other things that come up or this project pops in. So this project's slightly less important or, you know, you let the, you know, you let the website slide a little bit. So now all the information's outdated or like you got to put out. 20 pieces of content this week. And so you're like, oh, I got to get this done so I can make it to these meetings. You let yourself off the hook on a lot of things because of the internal pressure of being in the organization. That's not, that's not really an option for like uh, us as a company. If somebody's outsourced content creation to us, we, there's no off the hook. Mm -mm. You are on the hook to deliver that. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, this person is not going to be happy with their product which which we don't deliver good results. They're not going to want to stay with us. We we lose business. We lose the opportunity to make an impact in what we want to do. Off the hook is not an option for us. No. 
It's a contractual deliverable. 200%. And uh, whether whether we want to say that as a full-time employee or not, we become comfortable in our full-time employee positions and we do let ourselves off the hook. And so I think that that leads to excellence. Mm-hmm. I think that leads to the level of excellence that people hasn't put. Now, this is, I'm not putting this on everybody. I'm not saying everybody does this. But, you know, there's seasons and things like that where I think you'll sacrifice excellence to wear all the hats you have to wear. And, and honestly, we just, we don't have that option. No. Like, we, we just don't. We don't have an opportunity to say, well, let's just pump out this for this client and call it a day. We've never had that option. I've heard um, one one piece of good advice that I heard someone say is when when you are an employee, treat your employer as your customer. And That's good advice. That the, snip that for TikTok. Snip it. <laughs> snip it. Um, but the reason someone, but their point of view was that. If you think of them as a customer, you're there to serve it. Uh huh. You know, I, as a as as a you know a partner to several organizations, we are there to serve them. Yeah. You know, we are on the hook to serve them. Yes, sir. Right away. We'll take it. Well, here's you know, it's a constant serving approach. When you are an employee to an organization, you should also have that mindset of serving the company, mm-hmm. right? As a customer, um, and you know, because that's a totally different twist because when you're just an employee and you don't have that mindset, you do get a little slack. Yeah. You know, you just like, eh, I got a job. It's a job. Yeah. But <clears throat> on the other end, it's like, no, this is a contract. You are my customer. I'm here to serve. Yeah. Right. There's a relationship here. It's great. That's a great way to look at it. The expertise part we tapped on it, but it, here's, here's the point is when you get, there's, like I said, I'm just going to double tap it one more time. Two options when you have, if you have a medium-sized organization, um, small, it doesn't matter, whatever, whatever the size is, you have two options. You get someone who's really, really good at one thing, to your point, and spread them out, and the other things are going to get, you know, yeah. run down. Or you hire a generalist, project manager type person, program manager, and they're not going to be great at anything. Yeah, it's yeah. a jack-of-all-trades, master of none. And that excellence level just drops. Yeah, your, when your web person is writing your copy. That's yeah. not going to go well. <laughs> yeah. That's, it's not. Nine times Typos, out of ten. grammar <laughs> issues. Your web, yeah. <laughs> that's a real thing. Yeah, it is a real thing. How many, how many times have you seen a social, like a Facebook or Instagram page ran by the tech guy? Yeah. More times than I want to admit. Yeah. To be honest, when it's, they're like, hey, you're in IT. You must understand social. And we're like, no. Right, right. Hey, I've seen, <laughs> I'm going to pick on churches for just a second, but this happens a lot. And my family was part of it was like, Hey, you're in music ministry. Yeah. yeah. Oh right. yeah. When right. you were leading worship. Yeah. You're in music ministry. Oh, that means you're artistic and creative. Oh, so you probably are pretty good at like creating stuff and yeah. like writing and like all things arts. Yeah. We have this other artistic opportunity over here. Um, <laughs> the coded opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> for social media. And all of a sudden, you're leading worship and running the social media channel. Yeah. Right? And if this hurts, we're so sorry. I'm so sorry. We're, we're there. This is because we've experienced We've done it. this. We've both led worship and Literally that exact same scenario. Yeah. Uh, and then, but I see it. I'm the, I'm the worship and media arts pastor. Right. Well, media, okay. Creative arts. Okay. So now you're doing music and then you're doing drama, skits and plays. And then, oh, oh, media. You, media is in your title? Like, 
social media. Yeah. Right. And then it gets kicked down the, you know, the curve. Anyway, so you got one guy doing music, creative arts, dramas, Christmas plays, Easter plays, Easter yeah. productions, and social media. Yeah. And the excellence is just going to not go well. Yeah. So, uh, obvious, obviously, there are points to where outsourcing into that excellence is going to be beneficial. Um, and so, those are our four, four pros. Mm-hmm.